Hello and welcome back to the Talking War podcast. My name is Matt Cooper and today we're joined by three wonderful guests. We'll start with Dave as a party. Dave, how you been keeping, mate? I'm very well, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm feeling feel. Finn, how are you? <laughs> very, very feel. Yeah, well, good. Thank very you, Very feel. <laughs> and Harry Mansell of the 77 Club. How are you, son? I'm also very feel. Thanks for having me on. Love that. that. Love that. Yes. If anyone's wondering what we're going on about, just Google Alexander Usyk feel, and you'll 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 understand <laughs> what we're going on about. Oh, finally, boys, Wolves are Wolves are back to winning ways. Or oh, well, I'll say back. It's been a while. Two wins on the bounce. Uh, we'll look at those two games: the Southampton game, the Newcastle game. We'll preview the Villa game. Uh, I'm going to say a derby then, but I know people will be commenting, it's not a derby. Um, we'll also be doing a Room 101 feature where. Our three guests will be putting something into Room 101 from Wolverhampton Wanderers. And then we've got loads and loads of questions uh, from you guys that we'll try and do our best to get through. But let's start at the Southampton game at St Mary's a couple of last Sunday. I think it will be last Sunday, yeah. Dave, what were your thoughts on that, mate? Did it paper over the cracks or are you just happy to win? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to, to win. It was probably... At the time, our worst performance of the season overall. Actually, I say that bar. Let's say bar Brentford. Actually, uh, one of you know it wasn't up there with the games, the sort of opening three games. But I suppose that shows um, how quickly maybe Bruno is starting to learn about the Premier League. How you can't always play this attractive attacking football and get get the results. Sometimes you do have to sort of uh, dig in deep, and you know. Just try and get the job done. Um, <clears throat> change the front three, much to and drop Neves, uh, much to the disgust of many many people on Twitter. But normally, when managers do that, especially when Nuno used to do that, we normally come out with the three points. To be fair, so um, in the end, our best chances were created from route one balls from Joe Cesar, uh, which I don't think any anybody really expected. But we saw him and as you know, and, and it, it was the same on Saturday. We saw him and as slowly come back to to his best form. I think took the goal really really well um, and I think we you know it wasn't a vintage performance wasn't the the Bruno large performances that we've seen so far but we did what we had to do to get a win and it's a sign of a good team when you can play badly and still get a win and that's the case for the last couple of weeks I think. Yeah I, I agree it wasn't the, the, the free-flowing football that we've been accustomed to especially the first three games but as we say on this podcast, for the last how many eight years have been going three years, results over performances. Or when the performances yeah. start, don't get the results, then that's when you start to moan. But Finn, did you did you go to the game? Yeah, it was I the only one. Yeah, am I the only? Yeah, yeah I think you were. Um, I'd gone to a festival yeah. the day before, so I was I was good for nothing. Yeah. That's my excuse anyway. Yeah, yeah. How did you find it, mate? Did you have a good day? Yeah, it, well, I mean, we'd literally just pulled up in Southampton when the team news came out. It's a long journey, so we're like, oh, bloody hell, we've done, gone all the way for this. Just pulling up. I don't know the people know at Southampton. There's like their massive, like, I don't even know what they are. Just It's hard to explain. You're going to have to Google it. If you go on Google Maps, there's these massive circular things next to Southampton. I don't know what they do, but I'm curious every time. Anyway, <laughs> the football. Um, next, to the, next to the ground? Right next to the ground. There's like, I don't know what their purpose is, but they take up a lot of room. You could get a lot of cars on there if they wanted an extra let, car. Let, I'm gonna, you carry on talking. Mate. Barry, yeah, yeah just whack, Google, whack a Google Earth Google on Maps, and we'll let Because <laughs> it's probably going to be something uh, really, really simple. <laughs> it could be, yeah. Please, please fill me in. it. I think it's three times in a row. I'm like, what are they for? Oh, um, but down to, to the actual <laughs> football. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> oh, mate, the gas towers, they don't use them. There's much gas in it. There's nothing around... No, they they rise. They oh my god. Oh, do they? They they oh. called gas risers. Basically, they used to store gas in them, and they you know where it's got like, the big circular structure. 
That's mm. got something like a thing in it that rises when when it's full of cast. What the hell are we like, Jesus. <laughs> you learn something new every day, people. If, if, if you're like over the age of like 16, you'll know what one is. Can I play at the back? Anyway, anyway yeah. Uh, who, who, who Gaz Riser? Gareth Riser. Riser at the back. shit already. It's like six minutes in. <laughs> sorry, sorry, football. We just, it's just educational, this podcast as well. To, well, to a few people. It was to me anyway. Um, but no, yeah, it was nice days. Lovely. Southampton is a lovely place to go to. Winchester, we stopped. I just mentioned I won a McDonald's Monopoly. So it was all going well. And uh, yeah, I didn't think we'd get the win based on the first half. It was really poor. I think my... My dad on my video at half time was saying um that we're gonna be in the championship like probably was like really, really bad. Um but it's over overreactive. Um as Dave said, it was sort of route one. It wasn't the the football we've been promised, but as we got the result, no one's gonna really talk about that. I feel like the last few games, I think I think ever since Brentford, to be fair, we've gone, well, that'd be fun to to play shit and like as it, do it the dirty way. Do you know what I mean? And it feels like the last few games, like going down when we're one nil up and all that, all the clever bits. Um, are starting to come into our game and I suppose that's a good thing and as you say we're playing poorly and getting the results and every time we played well we haven't so maybe shit football all the way at the moment yeah. I think they're called gas holders by the way not gas risers but gas holders um, gas holders <laughs> great player can you play centre half you're going to need uh, we'll come on to that Harry what were your thoughts on the Southampton game obviously you were buzzing because Jimenez was on the score sheet and <laughs> equals AdSense equals money in the bank <laughs> Yeah, well, first half, I thought him, Pedence, Quang was quiet. The first half was dreadful as a spectacle, I thought. I thought it was two bad teams, but we come out second half and we were the better team, I thought, and it was a great goal by Jimenez. I think Southampton looked really poor and we weren't much better, but thankfully we ground out the win. And the three points were huge, weren't they? Especially after the Brentford game. And Yeah. yeah. It was about Raul and Saar on the day, wasn't it? Saar was, I, was gonna, I, was well. say, I know Raul got all the plaudits, but I thought Jose mm. Saar was man of the match. I thought he was. Mm. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Um, and 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 you know what? I've I've been a big fan of him all season. I know he's had a couple of you know the, the Tottenham game. You could argue shouldn't have given away the penalty. The United the United goal who potentially could have saved that, but he's he's kept us in so many games. Even the, the Newcastle game, he made a, made a great save. But Dave, how good was it to see Raul back on the score sheet and not? Having one going off his ass, but an actual beautiful yeah. solo goal. Oh, mate. It was just oh. like, I, I've oh. never, uh, <laughs> it was weird because oh, this is going to sound a bit, uh, I don't know. I, I started getting a little bit emotional when it when he'd scored. It was oh. just like, it was a little Which bit. Where you're uh, coming from? <laughs> now, it just, it almost felt like, and I, I can't imagine the weight off his shoulders. It just felt a weight off. Like, I just took a, yeah. almost a sigh of relief thinking, right. This might be, and it's such a cliche. If he scores one goal, you know he'll be back. And it just even on Saturday against Newcastle, it just seemed like he it took so much pressure off him. But the way he was just a menace all game, and I, I never really had sort of the privilege of watching Steve Ball play much. But it's just that sort of goal that I'd imagine Bully would score, literally getting in, getting getting into the defenders, and you know <clears throat> just forcing his way through. And he did that, not just the once against Southampton, he should have definitely done better with the second chance right at the death, either, either hitting it a lot earlier or playing in Adama, uh, and we could have you know, been tuned up then. But it, it, it was massive, and obviously it was the effect of having a selfie with me in Sainsbury's local the, <laughs> the day before, next to the meal deal section. So, yeah, but what, yeah, did you say to, what did you say to him when you met him? Oh, mate, it was... Bearing in mind, this, it's weird, right, because that week, from the Saturday I saw him, uh, to the Sunday before, 
So on the Sunday before I went, and as I walked in, bear in mind, see the top, it is in Compton, but tiny Sainsbury's. As I walked in, Leander Dendonka walked out the, that first day, and I oh, bloody hell. On the Tuesday, as I went to pay, Jimenez was paying on the Tuesday as well and left. Then on that Saturday, I walked in, was getting my sandwich, looked to my right, and Jimenez was there. And I just like froze for a sec. I was like, do I say something? Or I was like, um, hey, Raul, can I have a picture, please? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, of course. And I had it. And then it was the most awkward thing ever because he Where's was. Where's he from again? Yeah, <laughs> Wales. Uh, hey, man. Uh, yeah, is... <laughs> hey, Dave, nice sneakers. Um, <laughs> you want a Twinkie man? <laughs> yeah. He was stood behind. He was stood. There was me, uh, me, another guy in the queue, and then Jimenez in the queue. And this guy was like, <laughs> loving it. Um, but yeah, Donk, no, but Donk was in Sainsbury's at that time as well. The same, on the oh. Saturday at the same time. Did so if I see, that... uh, if I see Donk, I'll have a selfie with him as well. That, that um, big white thing with a fucking net on Raul, if you want more, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. Was <laughs> he, had, he was holding, he was holding words. oranges, uh, on the, on the picture. So everyone was saying it was to do that. So, but yeah, goal and two assists since, <laughs> since we met. So what, what was his order? Do you know, did he have, was he a meal deal or? Nah, he was getting like, uh, he had satsumas in his hand or tangerines or oranges, whatever you want to call them. Um, that was all I saw. That's all I can remember, if I'm honest. But it was uh -huh. weird because bearing in mind, this was like Saturday at 2pm and they were playing, on, they normally travel in the afternoon uh -huh, yeah. if they're playing on the Sunday. But maybe they were about to about to, to leave, I don't know. Did they still stop over the night before at home? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Even for home games, I think they're staying yeah, at the hotel. Yeah, isn't it? They still. Yeah, yeah. And then for away games, they normally go uh, like the evening before, yeah. So yeah, I might can't be get over your role impression there, mate. That's no, going to be... Normally I'm all right impressions. That one, I don't know what it was. <laughs> hey, man. <Yeah. laughs> like an American high school teenager yeah. in the films. Yeah. These eyes are so... Give me your lunch money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you dork. <laughs> oh, that's going to be... That's definitely being clicked up, that is. Uh, so, yeah, back to anyway. I think it was a little bit... Not, not negative, or I think... Pragmatic's probably the best word to describe it. it. It did the job. It wasn't offensive. It wasn't defensive. It just did the job. Mm. Um, but it, it, we needed that after the Brentford game. Definitely, definitely needed that. And moving on to, to Newcastle. And I, I came into this game thinking there is absolutely no way we're going to lose this game. Like, I just cannot see Newcastle beating us. And, of course, I was right. But, Finn, how did you see the game last Saturday? A very, very wet Molyneux. Not that you'd know in the posh seats, but <laughs> Harry will come on to tell you how He had how the heated he padded seats, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish. Man City have them, you know. The heated padded seats. Yeah, 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 and I think it's mad. Um, I sat next to once, just another another cabin. What's the bloke that came to ask? Dennis Suarez, was it? I sat next to him at Man City once, and they said, this kid's yeah. going to be good. And then, yeah, he was, went to around. Is it Atletico Madrid? I don't know who's at one of them, but I remember he was on loan at Arsenal and didn't play a game. Anyway, um, he probably no, yeah, it was Denise Suarez, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but no, yeah, Newcastle, that's what we're saying. It, yeah, very wet, um, lots of traffic as well getting in. I was quite late, um, but uh, but no, yeah, it was, it was, it's how every Newcastle game was, to be honest. We didn't actually have looking at the stats afterwards, I think it was the first time we've been beaten on XG, wasn't it? And yet, we'd We'd actually won. It's one time we're, we're normally the XG warriors, but this time maybe not. <laughs> we basically had two, two or three clear-cut chances and scored two of them, and it's basically the same goal twice. And that is going to be a really promising link-up, I think. Um, I would personally, with games going forward, I think Traore, he's got to make that right-wing spot his because Trincao, the third clear-cut chance was that one, wasn't it? 
Harry hasn't buried that. I won't go over everything. I know we're going to go over these in stages, but overall, I was going to say, yeah, cover yeah, everything. Then we get the question. Villa, anyone? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, it was. Uh, it was how every Newcastle game goes. That they were always going to get a goal. Like that. I feel like every time we concede to Newcastle in these one ones, like do you remember last year, Patricio just not having a front post and then the free kick going in. It's always a free goal. So. Thank God we just got another one. I remember Steve Bruce after the game, and I don't remember my keeper making a save. Well, that's probably that's probably probably why you lost him, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Was he from uh, Edinburgh there as well? <laughs> there or thereabouts, <laughs> as he always used to say. But um, Harry, how did how did you see the game? It was a. It's a very wet Molyneux, wasn't it? You're going to tell me out of the roof at the North Bank. Yeah, League so. Obviously, first of all, Newcastle are shite, aren't they? So that's why we won. Newcastle are gash claxon. Yeah, they are. And I thought we weren't. Obviously, we played that well. But again, we did the job. But yeah, obviously, we won the up. Great goal by Huang. Rowland Huang on the day. Incredible. But it was that wet on about the 35th minute, I think it was. Dear I went Lord. down the bottom. So I missed Trinkau smashing the bar. I missed their goal. So I saw them on the highlights after. But Matt, you can back me up. You saw me after. I'm like a drowned rat in the. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, just you, you, said to, you said to me earlier, like, I, I had to go down 35 minutes because I was that wet. I was like, do you mean you went for a point? <laughs> <laughs> was that that wet? Well. Was Huang's goal that good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was soaked in the enjoyment. <clears throat> no, but um, it was like, it's weird because the first three games of the season when we lost 1 0, we were incredible, weren't we? But you could argue in the three games we've won, we've been worse than yeah. we were in the three games, but we got the job done. That's all that matters. But there's definitely mm. a lot to improve on. I, I agree, and and Dave, talk me through that Huang Raul link up, that green link, because that is that is looking a little bit spicy, isn't it? Well, I thought I was going to be, I, you know, when I when I watched it, I just thought, right, you got a player here, got a little bit of pace, good on the ball, all of a sudden getting in behind, which we've lacked, you know, for the last couple of years, and I thought, hold on, he, he's a little, his play style is very similar to Diogo Jota, so obviously I said that on my review after the game, and then. We did the fans react about three other people said the same thing as oh well it's obviously not not just me then so it is that it is you know as mad as it sounds it is almost something that we've missed especially last season with Jimenez injured we had nothing like that we had Fabio Silva who obviously wasn't ready we had William Jose who's <clears throat> like a like a statue um so it's good to have someone there with Raul you know Raul's not just a goal scorer someone that just contributes all throughout and I put his heat map on Twitter um uh, after the game, he was just all over the pitch, and people were saying, "Well, that he shouldn't be doing that." But as almost like a complete forward, it's just what you do. And he's someone like l likes to get on the ball, drive forward with it. And if you got someone making these clever runs in behind, that's gonna that's gonna be the result. Um, and I think maybe that's what Bruno has seen as as effective and as dangerous as Traore can be. He's not intelligent enough to make those sort of clever runs in behind. Um, and they, maybe that's why Bruno hasn't started in these last last couple of games. Um, but yeah, two good balls, almost two identical goals, r really. You know, one with the left, one with the right, but similar sort of angles and slotted them both past Darlow. But really, really impressed. And, you know, I think it's a goal every 80-odd league minutes for him so far, which is a really, really good return. I, I can see, this, to be fair, I can see the, the similarities and the comparison with, with Jota. And both, Jota wasn't stocky, but he was strong, wasn't he? He yeah, he was weird. Cut, he was yeah, weird on the ball. Was, so hard oh, to get off the ball. He so was. slow centre of gravity. Drives drives infield with the ball. Really well. You'd very rarely see Jota try and take it to the byline, would you? Yeah. And 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 Huang is similar to that. But with with Huang, 
I, I know we've only seen him a handful of times and it's going to be, it's easy for us to wax lyrical and say he's the best thing since sliced bread. Like we did with Aitan Nori after the Palace game last season, he dropped a zero out of 10 at Leicester. Like, I, I feel if he's within the width of that goal, that there's a very good chance we're going to see the ball at the back of the net. And I've not felt that with a player coming off the, off the wide position since Jota. Um, even Neto, probably not as much. So for me, I can see why I can see why the the, the comparisons being made. But you raise you raise a point. I think it's either you or, or Harry Dave about um, about Trey All right, watching that game Saturday. Dare I say it? I felt like we had a bit more balance with that front three. Now I'm not saying that Trinkau played well, but I just felt like that that the attacking output just had a bit more balance to it. Would you what, what do you think to that thing? Yeah, I think Dave touched on it there as well about you wouldn't say before we signed Wang that what we lacked was pace, but I think he uses pace in a complete different way. As in, everyone wants it to feet in the Wolves team and he's the only one that I've really seen for Raul to play it into. Yeah. He want, he can take it, yeah, as the ball's moving, not just to feet. I think Neto was, as you say, was quite good at it as well. But but no, yeah, it did, it did feel balanced even though Trincao dropped a bit of a stinker. I just think there is still promise there for if Adama is whipping the ball in and he's on the right wing, you can then have two getting into the box that can finish in Raul and Huang. I'm interested to see it. And especially, and we'll get onto it later, but if Matt Target, I mean, he'll be begging Trejo, he doesn't start. So for me, he's got to start next game. But <laughs> it, I, I do see that. And people say, I've seen a lot of people say, if you play Adama Traore, you're going to be forced into playing Adama ball. And that doesn't normally, it's going to look good, but it doesn't normally bear goals, assists, productivity. Mm. It's You've got to put in a really good ball to the back post and pray that, that Raul's got his headband on properly. And it, it doesn't quite bring the number. So we did look more balanced. <clears> I agree. I just, yeah, I don't know. There's there's options there. There's so many options. I think it's going to take a while to figure out those three spaces. There's so many good players for those places. It's exciting. Probably, we've had wide players though. Like they're all, they're, they've all got very different profiles in terms of mm. what they offer. It's mental. Like they're not just four wingers or four inside forwards. Like they've all got that little bit of the game that they edge one another on. So it it, it is it is interesting. But I don't like Trinkau. I think a lot of people look at his body language and think he's not arse. But what do you I think there's ball? a great he's, player in there. Yeah, I think yeah, mm. I think he's extremely intelligent. I know he fluffed that chance. He's fluffed a lot of chances, but. Some say some people today, when he got called up to Portugal, saying, How's he been called to Portugal? He's shit. I'm like, How is... He's sombrero flick someone. He's... <laughs> he's, not, he's not shit. I, mean, I, think, I, think, I think he's done all right, but I know, I know what you're saying. You, you, got, you got to bear in mind with Trincao, once again, this is a guy that has played very. He didn't actually play that a huge amount of first team football for Braga. Obviously, had a lot of promise and went to a very disjointed Barca team last year. And then has come to another in two two years after another brand new country again in a completely different style of football, very physical. The Premier League this year as well, and I think, yeah, I was disappointed with him, and I was, and I'll be honest, I think I've expect I would have expected more. But why why I've expected more is because we've signed this young player or the talented player from Barca, and I almost mm. expected him just to take the Prem by storm straight away. But when you actually sit down and look at it and be fair. I think you know that that that's the reason why, and, and sort of going back to what you were saying about Huang and and Adama and so on. I think what Huang is clever with his pace, and he's <clears throat> he's a lot more intelligent with. On Saturday, especially, he was getting the ball and starting counter attacks, and you know every day of the week he could burn their their 
left uh, right back sorry he could burn their left back for pace right back sorry again um, he could burn their right back for pace but he didn't he he stopped and kept like almost allowed other Wolves players to come into the game whereas Adama would get that ball just drive it up into the corner and then either whip it in with no one in the box or just play him into himself into trouble because he's in the corner with two or three Newcastle players around him and no support whereas Huang was almost starting the counter attacks but realizing that he was going nowhere and just waited and just created this build up play and i think he was he was <clears throat> he was intelligent with that and the fact he scored so early almost meant newcastle had to come out and play us well you remember last year behind the behind closed doors game they just sat deep 11 men behind the ball the whole game and i would have hated to see that on saturday so it was almost a good job that he scored quite early but you're right matt i think they've all got balance pedence i felt he was quite busy against Southampton, but almost a bit like Trincao, just didn't have the end product. It was almost as if he was starting the moves, but couldn't quite finish the moves, whether it was a shot or the final ball. Um, same with Trincao on, on on the Saturday, just gone. Starting moves, creating moves, getting himself in good areas, but couldn't finish off the move, whether it be a pass or a shot. Um, but Huang almost just did everything perfect on Saturday, which is good to see. Right, the finishes as well, left foot, right foot, mm. like it's... People and again, people say, "Oh, he reminds me of Son." Well, probably because he's South Korean, but yeah, it, 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 it I, I get it though because like, he's the same. Like if it falls to him on his left, falls on his right, it doesn't matter. Like he, he doesn't have a weak foot, but he, he, he's promising. But like I said, it's important we don't just gas him up completely because he could drop a stinker at Villa. But I can't, I can't see, can't see that being the case. And the Jimenez coming, uh, go on, mate. I was going to say, people around me were saying, oh, wow, how much is it going to cost us? Have we even got a buy option on him? 11 million, I, isn't it? Yeah, yeah well, well, I think it's about 15 million euros. So I mean, it's sort of between 11 and 13 million-ish, something like that, which I think is, is really, really strong business. Even if he only gets you... £12.7 million pounds on today's yeah, yeah. exchange rate. Even if he gets you sort of, you know, he's three goals in, what, three or four games already in the league. Even if he gets you into double figures, which is, you know, on, on, on course for, mm. that'd be a really decent amount of money to spend on a player that you know is going to get you double figures in in the Premier League. And yeah. by the by the end of the season Wolves will have got that back in YouTube ad revenue at the moment. Flipping <laughs> highlights oh, so free. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. But he like he was it's almost like coming in between the fullback and the the center half and and into those channels and it it just worked perfectly well but him and dropping a bit deeper and picking the ball up, and but this time making the right decision and acting quickly. Whereas a few games ago, he'd get the ball and he'd like freeze. And that turn he did for the second goal, like you can see that you can see that partnership working really well because he's he, he's an out and out forward, isn't he? I mean, he's got absolutely everything. The only thing he doesn't probably possess is electric pace, but he's so intelligent and you know he's got his two assists now, and one goal. So. Hopefully he gets back amongst the goals and, and, and carries on that rich vein of form. But before we move on to the Villa game, I was just... And I mentioned this in the, the fans' react. Fullbacks at the minute just aren't doing it for me. Like, I, I, first and foremost, I expect more from Samedo because of how much money he's cost. He's a season pro. We know he can do it. Marcel, not so much because he's a centre-half playing left wing back. But it's just so passive. And the system that we play requires fullbacks to bomb on on the outside, which opens up the space on the inside for the forwards to come in. But it's just side to side. Pat, they'll get so far and I'll turn and give it back. Like, I don't know. I just want a bit more, I want a bit more positivity. I don't know what you lads think about that. It, it was annoying me. Yeah, I think with um, Samedo, 
you know, every he just kept turning around and passing it back, didn't he? I yeah, don't know if it's because yeah. he didn't have Trincao to link up with. When Traor is in front of him, he does seem to link up well with him. Marcel, like you say, he started the season quite well, hasn't he? We're all happy he hasn't been injured. But for me, I think it's time Ike Nori comes in there. Because as you mentioned, centre-back, isn't it, really? Left centre-back, probably, and a free is probably be his strongest position. But he's done a job. And and Samado missing all his chances as well. So he's uh, he had the we best of starts, has he? can do it, though. Like, we know he can get forward. He's probably yeah. uh, he's better offensively than he is defensively, although he's, he's not bad defensively. But I want. I'd have started. I ain't Nuri against Newcastle because yeah. it's that kind of game. You haven't got to worry about Saint Maximan because you'll do just go man for man with him, like they did, and, and pretty much sounded him out of the job. game. I did a, did yeah. a really good job on him. But I just, I just want a bit more from him. I, mm-hmm. I, I slated Hoover before the start of the season because I didn't know what he did. But when I've seen him this season, he's done well and, and got forward better than Samedo. But you're not going to change both fullbacks, are you? It's going to be mm. you might bring out Nori in for a game. I, I definitely wouldn't be doing it for the Villa game as well. But yeah, I'm still I'm still not 100 convinced with Hoover. Um, yeah, you're all right. I think with Samedo, it's just that amount of money that we did spend on him. Um, it's the the positive is that he's getting in those positions that we never saw him get into last season. The negative is obviously that he's not putting him in, in the back of the net. And that's mm. when I've seen it a couple of times. And to be fair, I think I even mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. You, you've seen Doherty being brought back into the conversation again with him getting in those positions, but him taking those opportunities. Um, the left-hand side, I think, yeah, you're right. Newcastle is almost the perfect chance for Aitnori Nori to come in for Marcel. Um, I think he would have done for uh, Southampton if he obviously didn't have to... Um, have time yeah. off with the sort of the concussion injury thing, um, but will he do it for Villa now? Uh, uh, Bruno said this week that you know he, he's he's happy to chop and change the team until he finds the right balance. I, I don't think he'd be brave enough to drop drop any of that back five for Villa. If I'm honest, even Bolly's probably wondering at the moment how he can get a game. But I think defense is probably one of those areas where you do need that little bit of consistency, especially with a back three. You need to try and play that same back three as much as you can. Um, so, yeah, but uh, Aitnori Nori, sooner rather than I, has got to come into the team. Marcel was poor against Southampton for me. Just limits us as well. And, like, you get, we get into some good positions there because, like I said, as, as, as the wide players come inside, if the full-back or centre-half comes across or, or whatnot, that leaves a lot of space on the outside. But you know the the ball coming into the box is going to be shit. We saw we saw Ray Nori in pre-season play a little bit more advanced as well. So you know Bruno obviously knows he can attack as a, as a wing back, and he looks. I can't remember what game it was, possibly against United or Spurs in in the league. He came on for a, a five-minute cameo and looked really really decent as well. So <clears throat> just a matter of time really. But yeah, I'd, I'd try and get him in the team as soon as soon as we can. But unfortunately, it might take a little injury or a suspension to Marcel before it's safe to do so. Mm. So definitely want to have him for think about, but so I need competition for places, mate. Because for for situations like this, we need different different kind of players for different profiles, whatnot. But we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about the Villa game now. It's a it's a big a lot of Wolves fans do downplay it, and so do Villa fans. But we're the, the two West Midlands teams in in the I bet you'd argue with Staffordshire, but in the, in the, in the league, it is it is a bit of a derby. I reckon we can go there and get a result for. I think so. I've been watching their last few performances um, with a bit more interest now. I saw Nuno did one over on them. 
get in king um but no yeah it's interesting it's interesting to see i thought with the with the players that they bought they wouldn't be playing the formation they're playing now playing a five at the back um and then ings and watkins up, up top which should in theory be a, be a really fruitful partnership but no buendia in that team no bailey in that team because they're, they're not really fitting and they're the most dangerous players for me so um be interesting to see if they stick with that um they have done i haven't really Saying I've looked at their last few performances, I wouldn't be able to tell you where they are in the table. Probably somewhere around the middle. Point ahead of us. Um, are they? Yeah. Well, we've lost them. Um, but no, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to see how it goes. I think the, if they do play five at the back, the only time we've come up against the five at the back, we were absolutely done system-wise with Brentford. So it will be interesting to see. And as we were just talking about the, the wing-backs, I think you have got to question our system when chances are falling to people that can't finish. Like if it's if our system is creating chances for Samedo, not necessarily Marcel because he doesn't cross the halfway line, but you've got to then look at how do you get the best players in the best positions to to do so. And I don't know. I'm sort of trying to find a way to get a four at the back going, but I don't think he's going to realistically. But I've just got a vision of yeah Villa doing us exactly like Brentford did five three two and yeah I don't know. But maybe I don't I'm think any much. of those centre halves at the minute are good enough to play in a back four. Maybe one mm-hmm. of them with another centre half coming in, but I just. I see why he's playing the back five. And he even said Mm. he wants to play a well, in a roundabout way, he wants to play a four, just hasn't got the players to do it. But because you know Cody being a four, and yes, he's played it for England, but he's played it against like Andorra and whatnot. Like it's, it's just, (laughs) it it just, it just would not work. But it's, uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a tasty game. I'm surprised, Harry, that it's, uh, it's a three o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. Same. Um, great, though, isn't it? It's great. Can't beat a free clock on a Saturday. And I think <laughs> yes. it's the first time in a few years that I, we've gone to Villa and I haven't been really confident we're going to win. Like, I, I'm, I'm quite worried about the game, to be honest. I don't think it's going to be easy. And I, what, The only game I've, I've really watched them against this, I didn't watch them against Spurs, but I watched them when they played Man United and won 1-0. And they were really good that day. Um, I don't know if they just up their level because it was United away, but I'm quite concerned. You know, Ings, Watkins... Our defence have got to be on it, and let's just hope we can uh, go there and get another three points. But it'd be a tough game. I'd take a draw, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think I would as well, mate. But you always want to get one over your rivals, and you do. He's a rivalry for me. I live in Birmingham. Like most of my mates are Villa fans, and they tell me that we're not fussed about Wolves. But if they lose, my phone them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even mm-hmm. the AFC ABFC Twitter account puts our can your when the fixtures come out and. Uh, Derby's for this oh, season, yeah, just no, Wolves, yeah. yeah, yeah. And charging fans, what was it, nearly £50 a ticket? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mad. Was, was it £50 a ticket? I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, but that's what happens when the big boys are in town, isn't it? You want to play the, you want to play the, uh, the, Category the top Category A games, yeah. Category A. Me and <laughs> Dave will both the Wolves. Be, yeah, me yeah. and Dave will both be there. Are you looking forward to the game, Dave? And do you think Wolves will, Wolves will get the dub? Uh... I never. When we play our rivals, I think you know, for Villa, I hate playing them at Villa Park. I always favour us at Molyneux. For Blues, we always do them at St Andrews, but they normally do us at Molyneux. Albion, you know, to be fair, not playing in dickers everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so going to Villa Park, I'm not that confident, if I'm honest. Uh, last time we went, I, I did some fan commentary thing and we lost four <laughs> um, oh, one. So, remember that? Bjarnason. Um, yeah, <laughs> so fingers crossed we can get a win. But and then we we had him in the Carabao Cup when Nuno played the under twelves. So yeah. hopefully proper team out. We might we might have a chance. But it'd be interesting to see how Bruno what that what the build up is is like before the game next week. 
Was it last year when Sace missed that sitter, lads? I'm just trying to think of the last game. Oh, God, yeah. It wasn't a bit. I got, nil nil like yeah. I got for a crate of John Smiths watching that because it was John just Smith. like a Cody had a chance as well, didn't he? That game, he did. He yeah, yeah that I was bad. thinking that. Yeah, oh, it was man. it was horrendous that game. I remember a girl I was seeing at the time. We both watched it together, and she didn't really like football. And she was like, "This is shit." I <laughs> <laughs> watch this every week, and I went, yeah, "Definitely like it now." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That looks like that that climbing charge peddling." Obviously, the, the Nuno out, but. Yeah, I, I think we can go there and get a result, but it's not, it's not going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. But we won't preview the Leeds game because there's going to be another podcast before then. Obviously, we've got the international break this weekend and then Villa on the 16th. So, no preview for the Leeds game. But, chaps, I'm going to ask you for your room 101s now. Um, <laughs> if you're not sure, any of the listeners who... <laughs> this could be controversial. Uh, if you're not sure what room 101 is, it's essentially you bring, uh, bring an item each and you decide... Uh, well, we bring an item each that you never, ever want to see at Molyneux again or Wolves again, and it goes into Room 101, and we never hear, see, or speak about it ever, ever again. So, lads, you've got to think um, <clears throat> got to think carefully with this. I'm going to start <laughs> with Finn. Ooh. What are you bringing to the table for Room 101 and why? I've got a few, but I think I'm between two. One's the parking situation, but I feel like more people are going to relate to. Um, I feel like more people are going to relate to the the music inside the stadium. So Finn, I'm can I tell you now that. that is definitely well, not going into room one hundred and one, mate. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just throwing it out there because I'm not the a terrorist. I'm fed of being fed up of being treated like one, and um, yeah, but the parking is strange. Anyway, we're going to go. On. <laughs> I'm going to go for the whole the whole playlist at Molyneux. I think it needs a revamp. Everything. I think more Led Zeppelin. Less sweet mm. Caroline. I think, I mean, the liquidator's out of our hands, isn't it, really? Um, yeah, Chelsea are allowed it for some reason. It annoys me every time on match of the day. Quite so, I'll be in um, as well. Yeah, yeah I'll be in well, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. so stupid, man. Get that in. Whoever made that, put that in as well. Chuck him in. Um, and there was another one that I don't like, but I forgot what it is. Um, bring oh, back Glorious. Yeah. Yeah. Glorious. <laughs> that's the one. That's got to be tough. <laughs> Oh, what a bang. Um, that come up that was on Match of the Day, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah Match of yeah. the Day. I must be watching the Talking Wolves podcast. Um, and then the, I think as well, with high Silver Lining, we need fans with better rhythm if we're going to go for it. Because I don't know if you noticed, but the clapping tempo, <laughs> honestly, mate, we're all over the place. It's so simple, but they're just... You're everywhere. Everywhere and nowhere. Everywhere and everywhere. <laughs> oh, mate. But um, it's, it's not, not the best argument, I'll be honest, but I think... There's a, there's a strong it's a case. Fair one. So, so which one is it, mate? Which one do you want to put in room 101? Oh yeah, the the play the playlist is going, and I think we could put one together between us, and it would it would get us going any game because the atmosphere. I think the Newcastle game it wasn't especially rowdy either, despite Bruno saying we were amazing. It wasn't great, so I think we could put a playlist together that could could get us going. Blind the South Bank, mate. They're shit at the minute. Mm, North Bank FC. Put them in room 101. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah the atmosphere weren't great, but to be fair, I sit in the North Bank, so kids in glass houses. I, I thought it was all right until I started it. You know why he didn't get going? Um, you know what chant I like is, uh, you know, cheer up Stevie Bruce. They, they yeah. sang it a couple of years ago. They didn't sing that. I was waiting for it all game. And they did the big fat head one as well, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Right, you got, got it going. Newcastle fans started joining in with that Steve Bruce one. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I should have got it going, man. I love that one. I think that, but the South Bank was all right. I think the issue is that the, the Newcastle are probably the best set of away fans we've had so far this season. 
but just how they're positioned, you just can't get any atmosphere mm. going, which is a good yeah, thing exactly. in a way. But at the same time, there's just no to and f to and fro. So, mm. okay. So, Finn, we've got the match day playlist at Molyneux. Dave, what would you like to bring to the table to put into room 101? Oh, uh, Mine's a little bit on the same wavelength as Finn's, and I'm, I'm sure people, when they heard it, were hoping for some proper juicy ones, so I'll leave it to Harry. Um, I'm going to go, like, opposite, sort of almost opposite angle. No half-time entertainment game. Bring them back, basically. So like putting no game in, in the room. Yeah? yeah. I, I, mate, I like that. I like that, because... Remember when you used to get like um, you can score, you score a one, penalty and then yeah, an eighteen yeah. yard box and Bet then... you can score, yeah, yeah. Get that, that one back. That was class. Even when yeah. they had like the um the uh was it like the disabled supporters trust yeah, that was like that. that class. Mate, that was it was better than the Wars, fucking yeah. game. Remember <laughs> the um, <laughs> remember the one they used to do down by the north bank and had like holes in the goal and if you oh, yeah, yeah, was, like, oh, yeah. five grand. Yeah. My mate did that and went ass over tit, he went on and <laughs> <laughs> fell over the old <laughs> Yeah, and then you get yeah. one, you, you get some, always happens if you have Ed Stein games, you get some Yudago on with his missus, and then he proposes <laughs> to her, doesn't he? Always yeah, happens. Yeah. Every time. Every time. So you got you got to bring that back. That is just, because now what happens, you've got Ben Whitaker coming on, going mad on the first game of the season, the PA system's dead. They're pre-recording <laughs> all the interviews now. There's just no, yeah, yeah you got to bring back a half-time game. Yeah, like, PA they, system's on its ass yeah. as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. it, it, it it doesn't matter who they're interviewing, you can't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, how much money would we have to pay you for you to propose at half time at a Wolves game? It, oh my. Uh, Lib, would, uh, Lib would say no, so I'm not even. Say it I was, right? Next season, it was the first round of the Carabao Cup oh against Northampton at <laughs> half time. Jeez. Will you marry me? No, on the big screen. <laughs> yeah. I the would NBA? do it, but Lib would say no, genuinely. Would, would you no. actually do it? Oh, fuck That's yeah. Cheesy, though, that. yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could not do that, mate. Well, like, did you get married at Molyneux? Nah, There's definitely someone listening nah. to this, so we've got to be careful what we're saying here. There's a few people <laughs> that have done that. Uh, if you're both Wolves um, fans, maybe it's an open but I'd like to keep uh, that separate. Like both things mm. in life that probably make me really miserable. I'd like to keep them separate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. nah, you might you couldn't you couldn't propose to the lib at, at like half time. <laughs> would, would you actually if 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 you guaranteed you'd say yes, would you do it? Oh, I don't know. Nah, probably oh, not. Do it live on I'd YouTube. get known. I'd be a meme on Twitter. And yeah, because would, nowadays, yeah. like back, the last time it happened must have been four or five oh, years. And social yeah. media mm -hmm. wasn't that big a thing. Now you get absolutely mauled for it. It's the best yeah. one. That, what, what do they normally chant? Like, they'll chant no, didn't they? Yeah. No, no, no. You can't really... Yeah, mate. Like, imagine proposing and then, like, just saying, like, nah, you're all right in front of, like, 30,000 yeah, people. I know. But you've then got to go back get... to next Saturday. <laughs> Pedence walks along the halfway line throwing some flowers out if you're doing a little page boy. <laughs> now, half-time game, they need a lucrative amount of money, very unique challenge, maybe one from each stand, get it back. Take up about five minutes of time doing it, and then a brand new Spotify playlist made by Finn Morris for the other ten minutes. Mm. There you go. So you're putting half time at current half time into. He's going into the room yeah, and taking current. them back out. Yeah. Yeah, cheerleaders yeah, yeah, and all. Yeah, yeah. 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 Currently putting and and bringing with me, um, <laughs> what's his name, Jason. Jason Forrest. Yeah, bring back Jason Forrest as well. <laughs> he, he's there. 
Number nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's coming with me. Me and Jason Forrest with a new uh, consortium to start halftime entertainment. Yeah, I reckon, yeah. I reckon we should do it. I reckon they should let Talking Wolves do the halftime entertainment. Like, uh, we would probably yeah. be banned. We'd probably get Wolves deducted points by the Premier League for our halftime entertainment. I reckon that would be class. It could just be us just talking about the game. Harry, get Harry on as a special guest. Saying that. We I do that. Uh, was get Tom Parker on, but we only get fifteen minutes. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was Dar. I think it was Derby. They had like a full, like they almost, almost a bit like you know, Walls do that match day live like that, but during um, half time before the game. Rams like, TV, isn't it? Rams TV. Rams yeah. TV that was quite good. Yeah. City do it as well, but I don't I think they broadcast the budget for that anymore, Derby. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Harry, what are you putting into Room One Hundred One? Yeah, so I had to think about it. The first one. I was going to do it was a bit like Finn's parking one. It was yeah. replaced the North Bank roof because obviously I got wet. But I'm going to go with this and I hope I don't upset many people, which I feel like I will. Oh, I'm going to ask what Mr. Miami in room <laughs> I want. Oh, my word. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> was that, was that because, him right, said him What I will say is, I think he's funny. You know, I do like his TikToks. But he's a United fan, allegedly. And I'm fed up of seeing everyone just go on about it every bloody week oh, so about we having tickets about Mr. for Miami free. Or Finn? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Harry, everyone gets that accusation. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, he gets a free ticket in the press box. Maybe I'm just salty, maybe. But um, sounds like it just uh, it's a bit controversial, isn't it? And I think the videos are okay that they do, and I'm, it's nice that they're trying stuff. But for me, I'd, I'd put Mr. Miami in room 101 and not see him. <laughs> Oh my on word. the Wolves YouTube channel ever again. <laughs> my opinion. Would you present instead, I absolutely love it. He's an avid listener of this podcast as well, you know. He ain't going to be happy. Uh, I do, Mr. Mayo, if you're listening. He's not. He's no, not. I, I ain't going to dig myself out of hole. I'm a big fan, however, I never want to see you at a Wolves game ever again, is what Harry's saying. I just don't want to see you. I like his TikToks. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong, I like his TikToks. But. Nah, Controversial though, isn't it? That's what Room yeah. 101's about. Get people talking. I guess a lot of people get locked around. I mean, I'm particularly not really asked about him. Um, but got, you see, like loads of fans like getting really wound up about him. And it's just, it's just one of them, isn't it? Like the club are trying different things and trying to appeal to a new, newer audience, a younger audience. But your dad don't like it because it's. It's it's not a familiar face. If they're getting Mel Eves doing it, they'd fucking love it. I'm the dar in the situation. <laughs> it's no, um, you see the TikTok when he or the video he had like KFC in in the stadium. Yeah, that's proper mm. American that. Mm. Yeah, but like the, the pie I had on Saturday was absolutely shit. So I'm tempted to do it next time again. Mister Mister They should do at Molyneux what they do. At, um, Warwickshire Bears. It's called the Bear Pit. Have you? I don't know if you lads have ever been to Warwickshire, but you get nah. you, you get the chance to win. I've, I've actually won it a couple of times. So there's like um, a dugout on the on the boundary for the games, and uh, I think you get like six people or eight people in there. Every person wins like twenty cans and like a, a pizza delivered at like half time. Uh, <laughs> so you literally did just that sat... for a bit of Wolves, didn't they? Was it Papa John's or something like that? You said all Domino's. Think, yeah, yeah. Delivered something yeah, to yeah, a random drink. chair. You can't drink. We've been sighted again, so yeah, yeah. I, um, that's you know what, Harry. Fair play for putting your bollocks on the line. You know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is it going to be then? So Finn's match day playlist, Dave's halftime experience, or with Jason Miami. Forrest. Yeah, yeah, with Jason Forrest. And a t-shirt shooter. Bring them back as well. 
Oh, the t-shirt cannon. Oh, you yeah, know what, yeah. mate? That swayed it for me. It's a half-time experience <laughs> going in room 101 yeah. on the agreement that we get Come Jason on. Forrest back. Dave has a yes, party wet t-shirt competition. Um, <laughs> uh, what was gift, the gift blaster and I uh, think you can score. Oh, mate, the yes. Prize, the prizes used to be decent, didn't they? used to be like 20 bags in mm. it. If you yeah. I reckon they, bring, they do it... Um, I reckon you, you have to like the final one if you get all the way the final boss is 20 grand from the opposite box if you can get it without it bouncing fucking I reckon hell. That's, that's, Mate, if you that's did that you've got a fucking good chance of coming on at half time I'd love to do that at half time I remember scoring for the Albion fans in the South Bank when they had the South Bank I was a mascot that day and they used to get like the mascots on at half time put, like, they don't do that anymore do they no they like a little mascots used to do kickabouts weren't they and they used I to just so whip, nervous, whip doing top bins and shush, shush the Albion fans at age like <laughs> 9 or 10. <laughs> I did that to Blackpool away. Yeah, got a got cool Justin Bieber. Like, just you know, you <laughs> remember you did you said about the Wolves Foundation playing. It was against Cardiff, remember, because when we, um, I think we scored like last minute, the one Wolves kid was doing, was it the Alatoya that, that they do? The Cardiff fans. That, that, the Pat, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah one yeah, of the Wolves yeah, yeah. Foundation kids started doing that in front of the Cardiff fans. <laughs> I love that. Man, that was class that day. Like, they, I think they've done it a couple of times since, haven't they? But it's really yeah. good. Really good uh, Really good spectacle. And it must be class for them like, them lads to and, and, and girls to go out there and play in front of Molyneux. Like, it must be such an unbelievable experience. Well, we have I to mean, pay we... an absolute fortune to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they played some better stuff than us in that charity game. Harry Mantle. <laughs> Played, played all right for five minutes, blowing out his ring piece for the next set. <laughs> on on the line, half-time games, whenever, when I can remember when I used to watch them, and I used to think, that'd be so easy. But after playing on Molyneux, you see how big the pitch is, I'm like, mm. I ain't even reaching the goal from the halfway line. Mm. <laughs> you know, okay. Nah, you would. Nah, I would. Right. Right, Molly. Yeah. Well, mm. we'll see. But that's uh, it's, it. We put in half-time in room 101 and bring in back Jason Forrest and, yes. and the works. I think it's time for some questions, boys. Uh, let me just get the questions up on, start with Twitter first, um, talking walls, you just bear with me. Got one here, Dave, says, if Leon Bailey was in at Sainsbury's, what would he sound like? Thank you for the photo. Are you mate, can I have a photo, please? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, well, the fan cast have tweeted us, our, our mates, um, with a picture of Dave as a party looking rather somber on the dugouts, in the dugouts, and one of you saying, Who was the last Wolves player that had you sat in your seat like Dave above, thinking, How the hell has he made it professional? Hmm. Jesus Vallejo. Vallejo. Now, for me, the two that came to the top of my head, I remember Huddersfield, it was only a few years ago, I had a guy called, I think his name was Colin Quainer. Quite, yeah, big, big forward big guy, And he played at Molyneux, and I was just watching, I was like, who was it? I actually thought he'd won a competition to play, because he was, I'm bringing it back, he was gash, he was. Um, <laughs> the, the other one was, um, I want to say Charlie Daniels of Bournemouth, but that's not him. Who, who's the other fullback? He was like a, I thought he was, again, another one that won a competition. What was his name now? But it wasn't Charlie Daniels. There's a Smith that was there for a while. I'm trying to... Um... Uh, 
Leave it with me. But yeah, there was a Bournemouth fullback. But move on and I'll find I'll find That's out his Cook, name. Is it? Nah, I'll find his Adam name. Smith? No. Yeah, I was thinking Smith. I'll find Charlie it. Charlie Daniels scored a few bangers first season. It wasn't friend. Charlie Daniels. He's, right. He's a little yeah. bit younger, isn't he? What's his name? Yeah. Tall, lanky, skinny guy. Um, Peter Billing. Wait. No, not Billing. Not Philip Billing, was it? He was huge, lanky. Oh, I'll find yeah, it Billing. in a minute. Billing causes multiple problems. Mm. Uh, uh, what about last Wolves player, Dave? Ooh. Could still be playing. I saw, <laughs> I saw a few people mention a couple of names, which I thought was very harsh. Um... Now you know you know what I'm not with Wolves players. I've I'm very rarely I don't jump on many players' backs. So uh, Connor Cody maybe. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I, I I don't I don't. I'm fed over Wolves players. I think. Joe's got a great agent, Andy Lonigan. He's had some good moves. Oh him, he? yeah. What a shout! Yeah, yeah, he was whack. Yeah, he was whack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andy. He got some good moves after us. Tell you what though, if if you never. You watch football, but you, you, you've only just started watching it. And then you look at this player, like, well, he played for Preston, he went to Leeds, then he went to Fulham, then he was at Wolves, then he was at Middlesbrough. Then he ended up at Liverpool, Stoke, West Brom, Everton. You think, fucking hell, there must be some player in. That's the Andy Lonergan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've bookmarked the video. You remember when the cross came in, like right next to him, and he just like flung himself away from the ball? Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Bryce. That was horrific. Yeah. I was. <laughs> Oh, it's probably still better than Ruddy, though. I'm all right, lads. <laughs> Don't actually mind, would I? Harry, who was the last player you saw and you wondered, how has he made it as a professional? I'll stick with Jesus Vallejo. Jesus Vallejo. Yeah. Or Mark yeah. Lloyd. Mark oh, Lloyd. Yeah, that's a blast from the past. I'm sure he tried to get him on the podcast. Oh, shit. Sorry, Mark, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I met him at West Midlands Safari Park when I was a nipper. Yeah. He retired early, didn't he? Well, then he come back yeah. and went to Kiddy. He was like, he had a bit of a short career. Yeah, his knees are bollocks, aren't they? Mm. Finn, who's a player that you thought, fuck me, how's he made it? I'm going to stick with Andy Lonergan, I think, especially I with think that. France. Yeah, with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Charlie Daniels, I think, the guy I'm on about. It was. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was dead, man. Yeah. Dead baller. Dead baller. Um, <laughs> this question is from uh, at Cri Woodward. Is centre mid the priority for January? If Renato Sanchez was the only signing, would it be a successful window? Just a little caveat to that. Oh, he played. Yeah. He came on uh, for Lille the other night, which obviously is a little bit contradictory to what Wolves said that he's going to be out until the well, what Tim Spear said via Wolves, he's going to be out for until like December. But would you be happy with Justin being signed in the in the summer? I cannot for the life of me see Justin coming in. No. Yeah. I it'll mean, be... the centre-back situation in January is mad, isn't it? Yeah. With um, Volley yeah, and that it'll be, going, so. It's got to be a centre-back and a centre-mid. The Sanchez thing is unbelievable. I, I can't get made around that at all. Like, it's a good job the... we won, wasn't it? Against Newcastle, like, that would have really blown up on social. The window genuinely mm. shut. Not... Like, mm. when did he play? Like, Sunday? The window would have shut, like, more or less bang on a month after, like, you know, before that. So, why, why are we worried that, you know... Unless they just lie. You know, the, they just lie. Unless the main no. reason is that we just didn't know what his current fitness situation was and couldn't tell over Omegle or chat roulette. Or <laughs> when you do your medical yeah. over Omegle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, but it, it was made out. That, yeah, it was made out that he was out till like early December, wasn't it? So the yeah. fact that he's packed already, like, is mad. Yeah, it did make me laugh though. Like <laughs> the clip he put up, he did really well. 
And the cross he put in was absolutely wank. I didn't see the cross. But it, just saw the hole. Oh, mate, it was, it was dreadful. But, like, the same people who moan about Adama's own product were saying, like, we've, we've, we've fucked it here. We ain't, we ain't got Sanchez. Yeah. I'm like, if Adama does that, then you, yeah, I'm going mad. But, yeah, I, we've got Bolly and Sice leaving. Is it December 20th? Yeah. Um, potentially, I know if he decides he wants to play for Algeria. So, there's... We got Mosquera out, so that leaves Kilman, Cody, Marcel, maybe. Marcel. That back four. Samedo well, and Hoover. Oh, you yeah. could play Hoover back three. Would Dendonka go back as well? We know we need him in midfield, don't we? We need him in midfield. No. <laughs> Christmas is a write off. No, but, no because look, after the 20th, you've got a game, possibly on that weekend. You've got a game Liverpool, on Boxing then, Day. You've got a game on 28th. You've got a game on New Year's Day. And that's even before you could bring anyone in. Yeah. So unless Mate, Christmas, we're getting nothing. We've got a horrible run at Christmas. As always, Arsenal, we play Arsenal on a Tuesday night. You know, was that the twenty eighth? I think two days after Boxing Day. Arsenal away. Mm, strange. Yeah. Could horrible be. A, it could be a quite a, a bleak Christmas. Uh, yeah. We've got we've got United on New Year's Day, haven't we as well? Yep. Mm. Horrible. Horrible. Ooh. We had we had the same last year though, didn't we? <laughs> we played like United, Liverpool, uh, Spurs. And the year before, Liverpool City, straight mm. after each other. We get Liverpool, yeah, all the time. Got it again. Oh, bloody hell. It's good. It could be a bleak Christmas. It could be really, really bad. Uh, moving on, um, Sam Gollings. How on earth does Marcel still start for this club? I know we've, we've passed, we've passed mm. over that, but I think that's a little bit I think that's a little bit harsh. Like he's been shit, mm. but I can, I can <laughs> see why he's... Um, like, um, da, da. Hey, why no one can now? see for a week, that's why. Yeah, uh, Johnny Boy has asked Huang now has to be a starter against Villa. Is there any future at Wolves for Fabio Silva and Adama Traore? I saw a lot of people asking about the Adama thing, saying that he wasn't starting because of his contract, which I think was nonsense. I don't know. I think I don't. I don't think there's a hundred percent truth in that because, like what we sort of mentioned earlier, Bruno's sort of bearing in mind it's Southampton, the front three were Jimenez and then the only two other players that had scored for us all season. So that's sort of, you know, probably part of the reason why we started them. Um, I think now the, the Adama thing, I am very surprised that he didn't come on earlier in the two games. Um, he looked but, pissed off warming up by me. He looked really yeah. wound up. It's and when he came off, he walked straight down the tunnel. He yeah, he did, yeah. I, I think he has to, for me, unless, if he doesn't start against Villa, I think there's there's a problem there. Problem. Yeah, yeah. Him, Huang has got his place sealed now. You got to bear in mind, Adama, not necessarily out of position, but for fifty percent of the games that he had played, he was playing on the opposite wing to what he, you would probably class as his stronger side. But now Huang's played on the left and pretty much solidified his place there. Adama has got every right to just come back into the team in his, in his strongest position. So I'd start him against Villa, like you said about earlier. Matt Target probably only last fifteen minutes. I think he's come off injured the last two times he's played him. So. Um, yeah, but Silver, def Silver definitely has it. Again, this is the quotes that Larja said. A lot of people may be saying that he deserves or needs a loan move. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Uh, but more 23s football, I think, would do him good as well. I think, with the especially with the level that, that, that the 23s are playing at this year. Cool, cool. Um, we've got a question on Instagram from Harry Pines. Interested to hear your thoughts on the Bali situation, being on the bench. Finn, what do you reckon of that, mate? I thought he looked quite happy, right? 
think the back. Yeah, he was, he was having a whale of a time warming up with Pedence. Yeah, he, he um, loved him, him and Dendonka <laughs> a lot. They couldn't keep their hands off each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah he was lovely. He seemed quite happy. Um, but no, I think he gets in there. I'd, for me, I'd go Kilman on the left, Cody and Bolly. I think there's still a few situations where Kilman on his right foot, it just gets us into trouble through no fault of his own just from being on the wrong side. So for me, it'd be that. Although Sace put in a lot of great tackles at the weekend, it's just his He's passing. Good. Yeah, him and Marcel, the, the passing just wasn't there. And I think Bolly's so calm. And I think that's a, a good mix of a back three if we're going to continue with that. But he <clears throat> should be like up to speed now, shouldn't he, training-wise? It's not it's as if he's not fully there. He played yeah. well against Spurs in the cup, I thought. He did all right. Yeah, yeah, he did. Is yeah. it just me? It might just be... You know, he looks like he's bulked out even more. I think mm. he looks bigger than what he's ever, he, he's ever looked as well. Adama. A Bolly, no, sorry. Yeah, 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 I thought that as well. He looks... A, he against Spurs, he looks massive. Yeah, maybe it's just because we're not seeing him in the flesh rules on. Next to Brian Gill, that's why. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> uh, we've had we've had quite a few questions, uh, all basically asking the same thing. But I'm going to pick out Adam Sidaway because he's a friend of the show. When Neto's back, who the hell do you pick out of him? Uh, Huangi Chan, Traore, Pedence, Tinkar, Four, four. Four, four. Fucking two. <laughs> Who'd you pick? <laughs> Harry. Well, Finn just said, I'd say yeah. That's the Wang end game, isn't it? Yeah, Huang and Raul at top, and then. Neto and yeah. on the wings. You'd, well, you'd hope by the time he's fully he's fully back, fit and sharp, it'll be four four two or four two three one with like Wang maybe behind the striker and then Neto Adama or who or whoever on the on the wings. But again, there's no guarantee he's going to be back and be the same player that we saw last week, uh, last season rather. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, question here from um, Hugo Sundberg: Do you think Morgan Gibbs White will be starting for Wolves next season? A good start, but let's not get carried away. I thought he'd be in the England squad this year, so it's only since I was there. Still might be. Wasn't um, him and Brittany at Salt Bay's restaurant the other day? Probably. God, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that on Instagram. Salt Bay. Yeah. <laughs> it is Salt Bay, isn't it? The one yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, he's yeah. a bad dick at ease. Yeah. <laughs> Room 101. Yeah, yeah, salt yeah. bay. <laughs> he's seen like he's seen the grubby serving up as well. Like he just just cooks it in like hot butter with like a bread roll. He breaks up his hands. He's a, and that's six hundred uh, quid as well. It's like a lot yeah, of money. I, I, I envy him that people are like willing to part the part ways of the cash. Just I'll do that, that for a fiver if they want me to. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, last question because I'm conscious of the time. Should Fabio Silva go on loan in January? David has a pardon. Oh man. I, I'm I'm a bit of a Fabio fanboy to be fair. I don't know. My this is this is a weird probably a weird way for me to look at it. My concern is bearing in mind the club have spent that amount of money on him. If he goes to the championship and flops, right? Kills his confidence, kills his value and that's it. But on the flip side of that, he goes to the championship and absolutely kills it. Then it, it, it's a it's a dangerous one, really. And I think for the time being, maybe one more year uh, in and around the first team, and then evaluate it come the summer. Um, he's not breaking into the first team as a, as a starter anytime soon. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult difficult situation for me, but I don't think it'll happen in January. I think it's probably a situation I'll evaluate evaluate uh, come summer next year. If it, well, if it means anything, that he went on loan to Cardiff on my FM. Um... <laughs> And he got twenty-seven league goals. So if you get something Ooh. similar to that, then you'd be laughing. But you are, you are. Imagine right, Mick. Have we got a big enough squad to let him go out on loan? 
Nah, not this like the FA Cup. Do you know what I mean? He played all them games, wasn't he? The one game. A, he it was annoying because he played really well against Forest in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, like, he was yeah. really well, which is obviously is a good sign, you could say. But against Spurs, obviously, he just looked a, a little bit out of his depth. Um, yeah. So, but the twenty threes, every time he plays, he tends to tends to put the ball in the back of the net. So, and I'm not saying oh, it's his level, but maybe the Championship. In the right team, I think that's what Wolves have got to be really cautious with, and not abroad to some Chiefs like Grasshoppers. <laughs> Mate, if you send them to Grasshoppers, he's finished. If you ask me. So saying that, that uh, Bendigood's baller is banging it over mm. there. We're saying that, mm. so is Bonatini. So is he? Mm. Bonatini's doing it. Scored well. a few. Campana barely scored though. They they've got a f- must have a massive squad. Should play different different goal scorer every time I look at them. Harry, what do you reckon we should do with him? I think keep him as backup get his chance in the cup games and it was only two games ago people were questioning whether Ralph should still be in the team so yeah, very yeah. very good point well, very good yeah. point what about you Finn what do you reckon we should do with him if by the end of January we were out the cup and we've literally just got league games one game a week I can see if there was a recall option just for like the, the few months and a recall option I, I don't think I'd be too I don't think, I don't think against you can't, that you can't recall can you players not? outside windows anymore yeah yeah oh wow okay so yeah, because so we can only record Morgan. Morgan in, yeah, we can only yeah. do it in January, can't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can't just leave yourself with one of that profile striker. I don't think. I was trying to come up with something in my head then to play devil's advocate, but no, yeah, I think you keep him around. That's fair enough. I, I, I do, I do feel for the lad. Look, mm-hmm. it's not his fault. It's cost thirty-four million. But interesting what Brunelage had to say about him today, Dave. I know he posted on Talking Walls. Is it sometimes it's the, the challenge? The challenge is here, something like that. I'll get the quote up now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Bruno Large and Fabio Silva. Fabio is in my plans. I can see him as a striker. Sometimes what what's important at this age is to not run away from the challenge. The challenge is here. So for me, that suggests he's staying anyway. Yeah, yeah. The the rest of the quote basically said that he's just working really, really hard. And I think the journalist that asked the question was trying to compare him to João Felix. Um, and Large said that he thinks they can both be on the same level, but they're completely different players. So it's just going to be a matter of time before he can get there, really. So if if, if he's saying it, and there, he's, yeah, yeah, and, and his bro- and he, you know, I think if they, I don't know, and his brother is a very, very, you know, well renowned, almost, you know, coach at getting the best out of young players. You know, you got the right people uh, to to help, hopefully, you know, nurture him into a good player. Hopefully, mate, because I paid a lot of money for him, and it's gonna look it's gonna look quite bad if he if he does go out and learn on flops or whatnot. But like I said, it's not his fault. He cost thirty five million. I think that's it, lads. Um, we whistled through that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? Should they wish, Dave? Uh, Dave has a party on Twitter um, and YouTube. Started uploading again on my own YouTube, but yeah, uh, Dave has a party. Check it out. How are you getting on in your career mode, mate? Oh, very badly. Very, very badly. I watched um, the one where uh, the Spurs game. Yeah, offline. offline <laughs> it's weird. Offline fever is not for me. Off, uh, it's mm. weird. I, I, I'm absolutely banging it online this year, but offline, I'm dreadful. Yeah, I'm bad I'm, on both. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely dreadful at FIFA. Mm. Horrendously bad. But Finn, where can people find you, should they wish? Finners, F-I-N-E-R-R-Z, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, um, South Korean mukbang coming soon, Mexican, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You'd be no good at a mukbang, mate. All you eat is raw eaters. Yeah, yeah. Just come with no what? sauce, just just mukbang, Korean beef, mukbang, just a pile of... <laughs> a grill it. 
Yeah. Bang it, really. uh, Harry, sure. where can people find yourself in the 77 club? Should they wish? Not that they would because your podcast is shit. <laughs> many joking, lads. Just many joking. Yeah, uh, Harry Mansell on uh, YouTube and Twitter and 77 club on YouTube, Twitter and that as well. Yeah, same sort of thing. Cool, cool. Are they are they all right with you coming on this week? You've been released. Yeah, mate. We ain't doing one this week. It's international break, but yeah, man. We get like a third of the listeners a year, aren't we? So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't yeah. matter, mate. You shouldn't don't be doing it for the listeners. <laughs> no, nah, we do it for the podcast. fun, mate. We love it. We absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah, you're good. a good bunch of lads. Real good bunch of lads. Uh, people can find me at M Cooper Wright on Twitter and Instagram and on YouTube at Matt Cooper Bites. But someone <laughs> asked. Someone um, sent a question in saying, big up Martin Cooper Bites, whether Martin Cooper Bites is. <laughs> <Big up laughs> that Martin. must be must be when you order it off wish.com. Um, <laughs> Your cousin. Yeah, I haven't got, yeah, he's not called Martin. Dave, <laughs> want to send out the show, out the, uh, see out the show? Fuck yeah, of know. course, yeah. Obviously, thanks a lot, uh, everyone, for listening again. Uh, if you are listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the like button and subscribe to the channel if you are new. Uh, and if you're listening on, on podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you can always leave us a review as well. Leave us five star. And if you're able to, uh, leave us a little comment about the show. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you all very soon. <laughs>